Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. Um, NBA playoffs, not a great game last night. It was the first that broke a streak. I don't know how many great games there were back to back to back to back to back to back. but. It was it was a minute there, and then the Bucks just had their way with the Hawks last night. I mean, I expect the Bucks to win this series. Atlanta's already overachieved. You know, they're ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule to be in the conference finals, but they did take Game One of that series. Trey Young sort of shimmied his way into superstardom, um, but the Bucks weren't having it last night. It was also a rough night for Trey Young: six to sixteen, fifteen points. Um, you know, and it's it's interesting to me the the coverage that these series are receiving, how they'll receive said coverage. The Suns and the Clippers, and you got the Bucks and the the Hawks, and some of the the, the stars are removed. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's out. Um, obviously, some of the superstars are no longer in the playoffs. LeBron was out in the first round. Durant out just, uh, you know, after um, game seven, which I was at last week. That feels like longer ago now, (laughs) the way time moves. But uh, that's the best game I've ever been to. But, you know, it's interesting because you look at the NBA playoffs and, and the quality of play that has transpired and you also take into account the, the, the numbers. The ratings have been up. Viewership interest has has been up as far as like viewership share just across the board. It's It's been a good playoffs for the league. It's been a good playoffs for the league. And I wonder, you know, will that continue into the NBA Finals with the teams that are remaining? I mean, you've had some, some new stars emerge in the process. Devin Booker has, has had... Uh, a coming out party in this this playoffs. DeAndre Ayton for the Suns as well. Um, obviously, Trey Young, who I just mentioned. Giannis is probably, you know, the, the biggest overall name left in the field. Chris Paul's been around a long time, but relative to where he is in his career. Giannis is the guy who typically, you know, would be in these legacy on the line kind of conversations. But one thing I noticed is that those conversations 
are not as focused on the guys currently in, which is a good thing, which is a good thing in, in, in many ways. I mean, you could almost say that, and this is no shot at LeBron, in a sense, when LeBron went out, um, it could have helped the playoffs overall from a just uh, removing a level of toxicity almost that, that goes around the discourse. And and that's kind of what I want to explore a little bit because you, you look at the way the NBA is talked about sometimes, and I have to apologize for any role I've had in it. Way too often, we're just looking for somebody to slander. You know, whoever loses is, is some sort of failure and must be slandered all the time, which, you know, sometimes people do come up small. Sometimes there there are worthy discussions. But then there are other instances where it's not necessarily a takeaway you have to have. I mean, I, I had this thought after the, the Bucks nets Game 7 last week where if you had anything but respect for both of those teams after watching that game, I just don't know how you could come to that conclusion. I mean, it would be one thing if the Nets were fully healthy. They would be viewed completely differently. But anyone with a functioning brain is not viewing that team the same way with Kyrie Irving out and James Harden out and then on one leg as they would have if those guys were in the lineup. And I do think the way LeBron has been covered over the years kind of created this level of insanity around the NBA. Just the level of, you know, he was discussed every possession you know judged on every possession every movement out on the court everything he did every quote was about you know maybe it was the jordan thing because he's being compared to jordan so if you miss a shot you can no longer be as great as michael jordan if you pass the ball you can no longer be as great as michael jordan all those things maybe it's because you had one guy you still have one guy on television who has made a ridiculous career out of just uh, destroying LeBron, hating on LeBron, whatever word you want to use. But in some ways, that that uh, warped the way these things are talked about. Warped the way these things are talked about because you, you get to other people and then all of a sudden the LeBron standard comes into play. And just because you, you know, something has been done for someone like LeBron, if you know it's ridiculous, if you know it's stupid, why would you then apply said standard to other players? Because I, I see all the time stuff like, well, if that was LeBron, what would people be saying? Well, if we know the things people said about LeBron were absurd, then why would you continue to perpetuate said standard? Which comes into play a little bit with this... um. Scotty Pippen, Kevin Durant thing. I don't know if everybody has seen that necessarily. If you haven't, Scotty Pippen did an interview with GQ. And he had some words about Kevin Durant regarding the fact that um, essentially Kevin Durant's not 
uh, LeBron James because he doesn't know how to play team basketball and, and he, he's just a scorer. He's not a playmaker for others, and LeBron would have figured out a way to win that series. Now, to be honest, I don't even mind from the macro standpoint if Scottie Pippen had said that about Kevin Durant regarding a comparison to LeBron. Like, if he said the reason I think LeBron is better than Kevin Durant historically or whatever is because he's a playmaker for others, that's a point of view I would have shared, I do share, you know, I I would have argued myself. The timing of what Pippen said about Durant is what I, I don't really like. Because, first of all, you have some words and you say, you say something like, um, you know, he doesn't know how to play team basketball. That's not true either. Just because he's wired more like a scorer doesn't mean he doesn't know how to play team basketball. I mean, by that same, by that same token, then, you know, obviously LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, right? Because LeBron is much more of a playmaker than Jordan, and Jordan was was trying to go for for the jugular all the time as a scorer. But the the quotes were basically. KD, as great as his offense was, it turned out to be his worst enemy because he didn't know how to play team basketball. He kept trying to go punch for punch. Have you ever seen LeBron take a shot like that? He ain't going to take that shot. He's going to be smarter. He's going to force a double. That's what he wasn't able to do. KD could score better than LeBron, but as he surpassed LeBron, nah, he tried to beat Milwaukee instead of utilizing his team. You know what I'm saying. LeBron would have figured out how to beat them and wouldn't have been exhausted, and he may not have taken the last shot. LeBron ain't KD and KD ain't LeBron. I agree with the last sentence. LeBron ain't KD and KD ain't LeBron. Um, and I agree in, you know, KD has not surpassed LeBron in, in the annals of, of NBA history. And if you want to say the reason is because, you know, LeBron is, is better at activating his teammates, that would be one of the things. You know, so also, and it's not just like total ring count, but... Durant and and the context of how he won his rings comes into play in these conversations. Durant Durant didn't take kindly to what Pippen said. He he uh, responded say, uh, to a tweet saying, "Didn't the great Scottie Pippen refuse to go in the game for the last second shot because he was in his feelings? His coach drew up the play for a better shooter, which is also something that did indeed happen." And he, he, he replied to somebody else saying, this guy Scott also wanted to enjoy his summer, so he chose to rehab during the season. They followed Phil, not you. And here's where this ties into what I was saying before about, in a sense, these NBA playoffs being refreshing because we've gotten away from some of the the discourse around the NBA the way it's been over the years, the way I think people have almost conditioned to, to have it because, you know, of the way LeBron was covered for so long, and then that spread out across the board, right? Um, Because you you look at these sort of comments, and they fall more into that vein. They fall more into that vein, where, again, I don't have a problem with what Scottie Pippen said in a vacuum. I have a problem with it in application to that series against Milwaukee. Because if you watched Kevin Durant play 
in that series against the Bucks. And you figure out any way to criticize him. I think you're out of your mind. I think you're out of your mind. He was brilliant. That's the best I've ever seen him play. He played his heart out. You know, he played every minute of some of those games. He was without Kyrie Irving. He was with an injured James Harden. And, you know, LeBron would have figured out a way to win that series. If KD's toe is an inch further back, the Nets do win that series. And I guess that's my point. Sometimes there just doesn't need to be anybody to criticize. LeBron, I would argue, throughout his career, you know, aside from 2016, 2016 is the number one achievement of LeBron's career. I think almost everybody would would agree to that. But aside from 2016, I could easily argue some of LeBron's most impressive achievements are in losses. You know, 2018, getting that Cavs team to the finals, playing the way he did in that playoff run, playing the way he did in game one against the Warriors in that finals, the best game I've ever seen anyone play. To me, that is just as impressive, if not more impressive, than some of the rings he won. It's not all, you know, results backwards. It's not all results backwards. I mean, LeBron's career, you look at some of the moments, uh, getting the Cavs to the the finals in 2007 is another achievement. Uh, Of course, the rings are important. He needed those. And they, they obviously help add to his legacy. But my point is that just because you lose doesn't mean, therefore, you are are a failure or a bum or need to be slandered. And, and, and that's almost been like, we, we've almost gotten to a point where people throw all logic and context and, and anything out the window in order to push their agendas. It's like agendas over everything or, or, or lack of context or common sense, you know, just to have some sort of take, especially when you're dealing with these superstar players because it's been conditioned that way. Again, some of LeBron's most impressive achievements to me ultimately ended in losses. And for Kevin Durant, I would say in this series, he did more for his overall perception than he did in winning. I became more a fan of Kevin Durant in that loss, the way he played as great as he was. I mean, that that series to me is the signature moment of his career, not winning finals MVP twice on the Warriors. I mean, that counts. His rings count. They happened. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not taking them away. But not all rings are created equal. Some hold more significance historically. Or just how they, they came to be. And when, when KD went to a 73-win team, I mean, we all assumed they were going to win some rings. They were just doing what they were supposed to do in some sense. So I, I just I thought it was an interesting contrast to 
where we're at right now. How do you view these NBA playoffs thus far? Have they been refreshing in a way to see new faces as competitive as they've been with a renewed level of parity and perhaps with some of the uh, way that they've been talked about, players have been talked about, LeBron in particular, removed, taken off the table? 855-212-4227. And what do you make of what Scottie Pippen had to say about Kevin Durant? Because, like I said, you know, uh, to me, KD did more for himself in a positive way than in a loss than he did in winning. You know, the, the NFL media would never cover the sport the way the NBA media does sometimes. You never hear people railing on the market size in the NFL or Patrick Mahomes wasn't torn apart for losing the Super Bowl. You know, this, this, oh, he's, he's never going to be anything ever again. You know, failure, legacy, blah, blah, blah. There was contact. You know, his offensive line was hurt. He was running for his life. You know, that kind of stuff. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe Green Bay and Kansas City are in here. I mean, I know it was in Green Bay, Tampa Bay. But any, I'm, I'm just throwing market sizes of teams that are uh, very popular. Or not very popular, but we're, we're late into the, the playoffs. And it doesn't matter. The NFL's not talking about it that way. 855-212-4227. At Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Steve Kerr, who coached Kevin Durant with the Warriors, had something to say about KD's level of skill. Get to that coming up as well. Um, it is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. Sucker free, 10-12 tweets in. Both of them are all-time greats. How can Pippen say LeBron would have found a way to win the series when LeBron couldn't find a way to win the series he just played in? Shaking my head, both are great, period. I mean, they both are great, period. Uh, look, I'll apply context to both. This is, you know, I, I try to be authentic and fair. LeBron was limited. LeBron was hurt, right? Like, LeBron had come off an ankle injury. You saw he wasn't the same guy. And Anthony Davis got hurt. And would the Lakers have won that series? Both were 100% healthy. I can't tell you that with complete certainty. But it definitely wouldn't have gone the way it did, <laughs> you know? And, that you know, Kevin Durant and the, the Nets, they would have won that series it, if they were healthy, uh, they'll, they'll go into the favorites. They'll go in as the favorites next year. And if, if you want to have a, a LeBron versus KD conversation all time, sure. I mean, you can make the case that that Pippen made, but but Pippen wasn't making it to make that case. He was he was always making it as a critique of Durant for that last series, and that's what I have a problem with. You know, Le, Le, LeBron is the superior playmaker to, to Durant. I mean, to Anyone, really. But Durant just had the greatest series I've ever seen him play. I mean, he elevated his status in my mind with that series. He didn't hurt his status. And if you came away criticizing him, I just don't know what's wrong with you. Something, Something's broken in our brains and the way we think about things. If you watched Kevin Durant play in that series and you came away with anything other than respect. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. By the way, his former coach, Steve Kerr, said uh, that Durant is more skilled than Michael Jordan was. And I, I noticed that that quote didn't even blow up probably the way it, it may have uh, uh, in a different era or whatever, or just because people, you know, the way it was phrased by Kerr was correct. 
I mean, Durant is more gifted than almost anyone. I mean, he's damn near seven feet tall. He's a one-on-one, can score from, from anywhere on the floor, shoot. Uh, and that's why he's going to be, you know, go down as one of the all-time greats. Where that is, I think his time in Brooklyn will determine that. And and to be honest with you, I think, you know, things go the way he wants them to go, I'd imagine. he he's uh, He'll be remembered as a Brooklyn net. More than than anything else, eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Tom in Scranton. Tom, you're up first here with Robin Lundberg on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Good morning, Robin. Hope you and the family are doing well. Thank um, you. Sir. I'd, I'd like to make a comment about your point that you said about am I enjoying seeing other people in in the playoffs? And to a degree, I am. And uh, I'm really watch, enjoying watching Atlanta. I'm 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 really enjoying Trey Young. And I think about this young man, and, and I compare him in my own mind to, I always considered Allen Iverson as the greatest pound-for-pound pound player in my time that I've ever seen. And the man wasn't afraid to go in there and go in among the trees and, and get beat up and, and, and lay the ball in and was clutch the foul line. He hit you that shot when you need it. And Trey Young gives me the impression of the next generation of that. I know, I know the – the format has kind of changed quite a bit. We don't. We, it's less big man, and it, and it's more speed and perimeter, and, and and being able to put the ball in from from out outside. But I'm just really enjoying seeing a young talent like that coming in, and it's it's making a series the the playoffs much more enjoyable for me. I understand that. I get that. You know, Trey Young to me is kind of like um the 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 only the only thing that would hold Iverson back in all time debates. You know, and here I go nitpicking myself would be. Uh, he wasn't a great shooter, right? And, and at, at times, uh, he had a little bit of a, a tunnel vision to get to the the rim himself, and and not, you know, there's that playmaking thing again. But you're right, as far as just fearlessness, uh, AI was something else. And Trey Young is is sort of like a combination of Steve Nash, Steph Curry, and James Harden. I guess is is what I would say. Um, you uh, know, I like not, that. Yeah, he's not the shooter that Curry is, but of course he he can pull up the way he does. Uh, he he has that probing ability that Nash had. You know, that's something that stands out about Trey Young's game to me is his ability to like get where he wants on the floor and sort of manipulate the defense that way. And then he he uh, knows how to to draw fouls uh, very similar in a similar fashion to Harden, manipulate his defender uh, in a, a fashion like Harden. And I, and I appreciate the call. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are probably a lot of people. It's it's sort of refreshing, and you know what it, it allows us to do? It allows us to focus on the the games and the results because we aren't having this toxic, poisonous discourse. But the way we've been conditioned, it's coming up again because as soon as Scottie Pippen says something like he did with Kevin Durant, we're right back at it, and and I'm right back at it too. I'm I'm giving that probably more weight than than uh you know what happened with the Bucks and the Hawks last night or the Suns. And the Clippers tonight. By the way, Paul George um, should be free of that pandemic P nickname by now. If you don't want to call him playoff P, fine. But he's uh, he's too good a player to be constantly made fun of. You know, he leads the all players in playoff scoring, playoff minutes. He's been big for the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard out. Allen in Toronto, Allen. You're up next. What's going on? I'm not as a Milwaukee Bucks fan as such, but 
they've uh, I find myself rooting for them very hard right now because they they've been the most dominant team in the last three years. They were sixty and sixty and uh, twenty two in two thousand eighteen nineteen could have been better because they lost the last four. And last year they were fifty six and seventeen and that's equivalent to a sixty three win team. And then this year, all right, they were third. They were behind the Nets and the uh, the, the Nets and the, and the Sixers in the East. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. But uh, I, I find that uh, I'm really rooting for them more than ever. They uh, they should have won two years ago. They were up two to nothing against Toronto after beating Detroit and Boston in five games. And then last year it was a travesty that they got, they lost to the Heat. And I find that Giannis, Giannis, uh, he gets his just due because he won two MVPs. But uh, because he's not a song and dance man, he should be the face of the NBA. I think when uh, when LeBron finally retires, he should be the face. But because he's not a song and dance man, he lacks charisma, not enough publicity. He, and people don't talk about him as much. And I'm really rooting for them this year, too, because uh, they just barely won the last series by the skin of their teeth. But uh and and because of what happened last year, uh, Jason uh, Blake getting uh, getting killed in, uh, in Kenosha and uh, J- Jacob Blake. Yeah. yeah, Jacob Blake. Yeah, okay. He uh, he got killed last year in, in Kenosha, and I I really feel sorry for the uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks and their fans. They deserve some happiness. But uh, getting back to uh, getting back to Giannis, he just Jacob Blake uh, is also not dead. But you know the the I understand what you were trying to say, and um, as far as Giannis as and, and thank you for the call. Jacob Blake was uh, obviously paralyzed, shot in the back several times, uh, seven times I believe it was, and and, and George Floyd preceded that, and, um, and and those were parts of what happened in the the bubble uh, last year, and and the context around you know why players felt the way they did, why a lot of us felt the the way they didn't and and why um you 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 see the reaction to the sentencing of of Derek Chauvin yesterday the 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 police officer who who killed uh George Floyd but when it comes to Giannis being the face of the league he was he is charismatic i don't think it's a lack of charisma i think he's just not a um he's a he's not a perimeter player he's not a uh you know, he's not a guy who's creating his own shot, flashy with the dribble and all that. He's like more like a big man. He's more Shaq than he is Kobe, I guess is the way I would put it. But he's been unbelievable in this postseason. I mean, and he's got a real shot. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there, I think, who would be very happy to see, you know, instead of him going into free agency, instead of him changing teams, he sticks with Milwaukee. And things may have broken his way this year because I, I don't think he'll ever get a better opportunity for a ring than he has right now. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg show. You can tweet at me or you can call in to the show at 855-212-4227. The way Lorenzo in Hollywood, Florida has done Lorenzo. What's going on? Uh, Hey, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. I will say this. Um, I think KD is incredibly skilled, but let's not forget the fact he lost the series. And if we want to talk about comparisons, how would your show be different if LeBron James in a game seven went 0 for 4 in an overtime and shot an air ball? Well, it would have been hours and hours of your show. And he no, it, I disagree. No, no, it wouldn't have been. You're wrong. You are wrong. Because I don't play that game. 
Okay, maybe uh, you, not your show then. I apologize. Then other shows. Okay, let me just talk sports talk in general. By, by the way, if we want to be factually correct, shows around it. Kevin Durant was 0 of 6 in overtime. I oh, will say this. Just because, and I said this earlier in the show, and, and I'm keeping you on the line, so don't, don't worry. Um, I said this earlier. Just because something has been done for LeBron or a standard has been created for LeBron, I know that that standard is insane. I'm not going to perpetuate it knowing that it's insane just because it was done for him. That makes no sense. That makes me an idiot, right? And Kevin Durant, 0-6 in overtime. I'll tell you who, I'll tell you a game LeBron was, didn't do anything in overtime. Game one of the NBA Finals in 2018. And I would argue that's the greatest game I've ever seen a human being play. LeBron James against the Warriors in game one of 2018. And guess what he lost? His team lost that game. I mean, there was a, a number the of, of. Did go they ahead. win the series? Did no. They win the series? No. Yeah. Well, that's my key is like winning the series for. So KD ultimately lost the series. I think the indictment is, and you kind of alluded on it, the great players now have to do everything. And, and Giannis is great, but he needs help with the three point shooting. He's more of a driver, he can develop that game. And I think there's something about our basketball society where we put those guys who, when I growing up, we called them vol- uh, ball hogs. Now they're called volume shooters. Those guys, for some reason, in today's games are put on a pedestal and really seen as, as revered. And other guys who, who maybe have an overdeveloped one aspect of the game but need help in another aspect are seen as the second. And I think in the larger scheme of things, that's true if you're comparing one-on-one greatness. But let's not forget team basketball. Trusting your teammates should it be important and maybe playing with the right ones. You know, KD did match up with Kyrie, but he, he picked a guy who has a history of Injury problems and the fact he's injured again. Well, say, no, well I mean, like this like, again. You have to deal with you have to deal with what actually happened, right? What happened to Kyrie Irving? Did he get hurt because he's injury prone, or did he get hurt because Giannis came up under him and he sprained his ankle real bad? James Harden has no injury problems. He plays every right. season, every year. I mean, he's he's as durable as you can get. And Kevin Durant does do everything. Kevin Durant did everything in that series. That's my problem. If you watch that series and you have any, like, I don't care that he lost. That's, let me put that on the air. I do not care that he lost. I don't think that matters at all. I came away more impressed with Kevin Durant in a loss than I did when he won the titles. That loss to me is greater than his title wins. Just like LeBron has lost in the past, and I would say aside from 2016, I could make an argument that the second best LeBron achievement was in a loss. So... This is where I think our collective brains are broken, where we only work from result backwards, and therefore, if you don't win, you are a failure. You know, No. I, I reject that sort of logic, and I reject that sort of thinking. I rejected it for LeBron. I'm rejecting it for KD right now, because I've argued in the past, you know, like people act like making it to the finals is worse than losing in the finals. I mean, losing in the finals is worse than losing before the finals as they've done for LeBron in the past. And just because LeBron was covered in a certain way does not mean, it does not mean that you should then do that to everybody else if you know that that was stupid. And I know that that was stupid. That's it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, sorry, I'm calling up some traffic. Um, no, you're, no, you're good. I, I, don't dis- I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I also think the... Um, you know, the team aspect. I don't think you can discredit the team aspect, you know? What team aspect? Team. What team aspect? That that maybe could 
Kevin Durant did not line himself with the best team in Brooklyn. I, and, and I'm sorry. Like, when, when part of the storyline is some players just need to get him the ball and get out of the way, which was one of them with, with Bryce Brown. I'm sorry, Bruce Brown, when he took that last-second scramble play. I, I don't know. I, I just think, I, I think there's a reverence and over-reverence for those. Who will, who will be the favorites? Who will be the betting favorites going into next NBA season? Uh, I would argue let's see how this one plays out. No, it will be the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you it will be the Brooklyn Nets. No, you're good, right? But what if Milwaukee wins and they come back almost intact next year? Maybe it will be the Nets. Dude, dude, dude we just watched that series. We just watched that series. Kyrie Irving was out. James Harden was on a grade two hamstring strain. Jeff Green, who's in their rotation, was hobbled. Spencer Dinwiddie, who's on their roster, was out. And they barely lost to the Bucks. Okay, once again. Uh, by Katie's team, toe. I could argue a poorly constructed team that you're making excuses for. I think that's just, just that's just that's asinine, man. I'm sorry, and, and, and thank you for the call, but that's asinine. It's not a poorly constructed team. Every every team, by the way, in NBA history, you take away, you know, their best guys, are is in trouble. Whether they're built around superstars or not, like however you want to build it, if Chris Middleton had a grade two hamstring strain and Drew Holiday was out, the Bucks would be done. They would be done. If, you know, Chris Paul, or let's say, I mean, uh, if Chris Paul and uh, DeAndre Ayton, same thing. If Chris Paul had a, a uh, was out and, and DeAndre Ayton had a grade two hamstring strain, the Suns are done. I mean, that's the way it works. It's the way it works. Had a poorly constructed team. They would they would have won the whole thing. They were hurt. You could say, yeah, has Kyrie had some injury problems throughout his career? Sure. Was Kyrie also in the lineup in 2016, hitting a game winner in Game Seven of the NBA Finals? I believe he was. You know, and and then James Harden never hurt. Bad luck. That happens. And Kevin Durant did everything he could. Basically everything humanly possible. So uh, th- that's what I say. It's like this work result. But so because they didn't win, something has to be wrong. Sometimes you don't have to criticize anyone. It's okay. I don't come away criticizing anyone from that series. Other than like Joe Harris. Who, you know, gets paid a lot of money to, to hit some shots and didn't hit any. Do some other stuff. Didn't do that either. I mean, he's the one. But Kevin Durant, if you if you criticize Kevin Durant for that series, I'm sorry. Something is wrong with your thinking. I, I can't even accept a, another point of view, to be honest. It's it's just like I, we, we're not watching the same thing. We're not processing the same thing. And, you know, it, it, it's like this LeBron game, this play. This is how, like, this is why I was asking if you're uh, – <sighs> If it's refreshing to see like the new blood in the NBA playoffs, eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven, because you remove some of this, like I said, almost like toxicity around the way LeBron has been covered. Because you could have done the same thing. Kawhi Leonard was up in a suite for Game Three with his family. 
or he was up, you know, sitting uh, uh, not with his teammates. If that was LeBron, what would people be saying? Who cares? They would be saying stupid stuff because they say stupid stuff, like they did when LeBron walked off the court in that game to go get treatment, which was there was nothing wrong. That, it, that was nothing. When LeBron walked off and, and did that, nothing. That was not a story. It shouldn't have been. He was hurt. He's been going in to get treatment. His coach said as much. His teammates didn't care. It made sense to get him prepped for the next game. It was nothing. Just because it's LeBron, people go, da, 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 da. and it's, it, 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 is, it is poisoned in many ways the way people think and talk about this stuff. So no, because you said that about LeBron doesn't mean I'm going to say it about somebody else because it was stupid when it was said about LeBron. And it's borderline like psychotic. I, 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 I honestly, like what, what happened? How did we get to this point? You know, I saw, uh, I'll just say people's names because they said it, you know, like uh, Emmanuel Ocho on uh, Ocho on uh, Fox Sports said he would rather have Scottie Pippen's career over Kevin Durant's career. We would always rather be the greatest Robin of all time than just another Batman. Like, what? I mean, and Scottie Pippen was great. I'm not, don't catch me dissing Scottie Pippen. I'm not even dissing, I'm talking about something Scottie Pippen said. Scottie Pippen led the, the, the Bulls to 55 wins, and they were one bad call away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals without Michael Jordan. You know, Scottie Pippen was a great player. wasn't quite Kevin Durant. And you'd rather be uh, a Rob, the best Robin than just another, ba- just another Batman. I can list you off all the Batmans, you know. Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer. George Clooney, Ben Affleck, Christian Bale. I'm struggling with the Robins, and that's my name. And and at some point, we just got conditioned. And I think it's an NBA thing. It's not like this. The NFL's not like this. You know? Aaron Rodgers? Because if it was... People would be calling Aaron Rodgers, instead of talking about where Aaron Rodgers might get traded, they'd be calling him a bum and a failure. Anthony in Pittsburgh. Anthony, you're up next. What's going on? How are we doing, my man? What's up? Not too much here. I'm just calling in. Uh, I want to talk a little NBA here about the Nets. Uh, a little bit about LeBron here, too. Uh, you know, the Nets, like you said, KD. That was probably one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen as well in the playoffs. Do you think, though, that Steve Nash is the right guy for them? Yes. You do? I, I like watching that playoff, seeing what KD was doing. Everyone's banged up and hobbled. But he made no in-game adjustments when it came to play, paying a guy that's paid to make threes that are wide open. He was well, well, I mean, well, well, here, here's where I would – my natural – what should he have done instead? Because when you say stuff like it's always easy to say he didn't do this. What 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 was the other option? Yeah, you you are. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. 
I mean, you, you, you don't have much depth after that. When, when, but it's just when, tough to when Kyrie goes down, Dinwiddie's already out. Jeff Green is limited. Harden is limited. Eventually, you run – like, Steve Nash, you could have said, all right, maybe he should have called a timeout uh, at the end of that uh, for, to, to set up a shot. But generally, you know, I am against calling timeouts in those situations. It lets the defense get prepared. You could have said he could have pulled the plug on Joe Harris and gone with Landry Shamit. That's fair. You, it's a fair – but we're also talking about Landry Shamit at that point. I think Steve Nash's demeanor – was good. I think Steve Nash riding KD the way he did was the only chance they had in that series. Uh, I think, you know, Steve Nash and, and KD uh, are, are very close, which obviously helps. Uh, I think Steve Nash has respect from the players because what he did in his career. And, and again, Kevin Durant's toe is one inch backwards. One inch behind the line, you know, in, in a different place. One inch. Say a game of inches, one inch. The Nets win the series, and nobody's saying any of this stuff. So, really, you're going to let an inch change your opinion? Come on. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's the Robin Lundberg Show. It's here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.